I will freely admit that this past week, no matter uh, how I try to uh, paint the picture or how I try to convey it, this was one of those very, very difficult weeks for me emotionally. The thing that I, I have found, at least for me, that has made this the most challenging are those times when I am struggling for no particular reason. And I don't want to spend or, or really utilize or, or even, you know, worst case, waste anyone's time with a uh, very detailed description about it. I mean, I'm basically, you know, laughing in this case to, uh, to keep from crying. But it's, it's okay. The good news is, is that thanks to mindfulness practice and having been through situations like this, I can actually speak these words with a smile on my face. And I'm feeling incredibly grateful for that. It doesn't mean that all of my problems are solved. It does not even mean that, uh, you know, there's anything close to reaching a breakthrough that I can sustain for the rest of my life because I gave up on that years ago. I, I'm not here to say that it isn't possible and it's not my business to say this about anyone else's life journey or life experience. But what I have found is, and I was reminded this week in the midst of a really, really difficult emotional week, and uh, I was able to get a message from one of my very, one of my most revered teachers, and he very gently but firmly reminded me that no, we, we can't transcend this no matter how much we practice mindfulness, no, much, no matter how much we practice any kind of meditative uh, di- disciplines, no matter what kind of spiritual disciplines that we undertake from any tradition, that the, uh, and this is a person who has, has been a teacher for almost 40 years uh, and has worked with literally hundreds if not thousands of people and I really really respect that perspective what he basically shared was is that ultimately trying to avoid these emotions and trying to avoid these struggles that we have sometimes with difficult or challenging emotions really just serves to make us struggle more the more we struggle with it the more we struggle overall and I love how this week he spoke about how we are, and at least this is this resonates with me. I don't know that it will resonate with everyone that's listening, but essentially it was about really, you know, the continuing to do whatever practices that we do to create this very spacious container in which we can experience these kind of difficult emotions and not try to run away from them or not try to distract ourselves from them and not try to deny them and. I have to say that I am so grateful that to have been reminded that wisdom, and it came at a very, very auspicious time, a very appropriate time for me, because I was really this week finding myself, and I will freely admit this as well, that there were some challenges with me being here in the moment. There were some challenges with me being present and being mindful and being aware. I just, for whatever reason, And I can sit here until the end of time and try to analyze what happened, why it happened. And I know that there's many people in different communities that speak of different things that affect human beings. And I have respect for that, but at the same time, I don't want to get caught up in overanalyzing what exactly caused this. It could be something biological, physiological, 
there's no telling. It's just, it, it's beautiful to me how in the human experience, there are so many different traditions for explaining what happens as human beings as we are connected with the rest of the world, with the rest of the universe. And I do find that that learning those different reasons and when they come along, I don't want to spend endless hours searching for those answers, but I am open to them. And when that, when that information comes across, I always welcome it. And at the same time, it's not really any more for me about believing or not believing. I just know, and I trust in this practice and I trust in my own uh, inner ability as a human being to continue to choose to be present and to continue to clear my mind. And, and the only way I can clear my mind, I can't just sweep these thoughts away. The only way that I can clear my mind is by paying attention to what's going on in my mind. Uh, and it really works in a very indirect way. I can't make the thought stop. There's nothing I can do to magically stop that process other than be aware. And it's, and it's really what I find is the more, it's kind of like a muscle the more that I practice being aware of what my mind is doing, what I find is that what's referred to, and there's different words for this, you know, there is the word, uh, you know, the witness. We can witness our own thoughts. There's this conscious awareness where we can actually get in behind the mind and begin to see what's really going on and be able to know that just because we think something doesn't make it so. Just because we believe something doesn't mean it's really absolute true in the sense of absolute truth versus relative truth. It may feel true to us, but I know at the same time though, just because I believe that it's true doesn't necessarily make it so. And what I found this week was that the good news, if there was any, and believe me, there were times this week where good news was very, very welcome, is that I wanted to remember and I was able to remember that even though I was having difficulties being present, my mind was all over the place for some reason. And I just could not for whatever reason. And I, the more that I tried to pay attention, which also brings up a very important point that I want to make. And this is just in, in my own experience, from my own experience, that if I become aware that I'm really, really my mind is really just all over the place. It's really just, at, you know, overactive. I feel really, and there again, I'm just offering these up as examples from my own experience this week. Just feeling some sense of confusion, just feeling some sense of really not being myself and not really knowing 100%. And I realize the, it's, it, on some level, these are notions in my head. These are, these are thoughts that I'm having. Uh, I can't say that they're not. I mean, these are thoughts that, that basically anything that I'm sharing here in terms of expressing how I'm feeling or what I'm feeling. And it's very healing in some ways to, to revisit that uh, on a constant basis when needed. It's not something that I need to do all the time. But it really helped me this week to remember that anything that I was thinking about how I was feeling was really just taking me further away from where I could really be in a position to take care of myself and also to, to extend unconditional love towards myself and to just accept and embrace what was. And it, as painful as it was, as much as it didn't feel good, uh, how else could, I mean, and that's really ultimately the question I ended up asking myself. And it's interesting 
Uh, I I was in a conversation today with a group of people and I made the comment and I really do feel very strongly about this, that just because I've been doing this for 30 years or someone's been doing, you know, practicing mindfulness for 10 years, five years, whatever the case may be, it does not mean that the longer we do this, the more we become, uh, impervious or the way we become, we know somehow we become more and more immune to having a mind that is somewhat unstable at times to sometimes really be in the midst of some really difficult and painful emotions. And it does not make us immune to that. What I find is, is that sometimes I can be flat on my back emotionally. And I found myself there this week and, uh, there's no, there's, 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 I feel like there's no reason for me to not uh, speak the truth of what actually happened that even though I really could not be actively be aware of what was going on in my mind, there was still some remnant of that. And that's really the, the point I want to make here is that, that there was, there was some remnant of that witness. There was some remnant of that, that knowing that deep inner knowing that that conscious awareness was in fact online. Uh, it was just getting, it's kind of like you think about people on a boat on the ocean and if the seas are stormy and you're on that boat uh, you know, you're going to get tossed around a little bit and you're going to feel that. And even though you do, it, what's beautiful is that the, that is the benefit of the practice. And it, to me, it doesn't really matter how long someone has done it. Clearly, like any other human endeavor, the more we practice it, the more it becomes more ingrained in our, just happening natu- and happens naturally. But I'm also saying that, you know, if 10 years isn't any better than five years, it just, what really matters is that we've done the practice. And what I did find is that, you know, somehow unconsciously, subconsciously, you know, that witness didn't go away completely. I mean, even though I was in the midst of really feeling out of kilter, uh, you know, really feeling some difficult energy moving through me for some reason, uh, I still knew that there, that everything at, at a deeper level was actually really okay. I mean, I, I, I would start going down the path of thinking about what was wrong with me. And at some point, probably not as quickly as if I wouldn't, you know, if I would not have been in the, uh, you know, in the midst of a really difficult emotional upheaval of some sort. Uh, but at the same time, though, at some point I became aware that everything really was not as bad as I was thinking that it was. And to me, that is a tremendous benefit when we are feeling, you know, really in the midst of doubting whether we're okay and worrying about whether, you know, this is something that's, you know, you know, this could be something really serious. Uh, you know, these are all, and I'm not saying that these thoughts are wrong or not true, but just to remember that in, in, in my case, there really wasn't anything biologically wrong. Uh, I certainly was experiencing some different emotional energy than I feel like I have before. But at the same time, though, there were some things that did feel familiar about it. And it was very reassuring for me to know that while I did not feel necessarily, I was so overwhelmed that, and that is something I do want to bring up as well, we can be emotionally overwhelmed to the point that we really cannot effectively pay attention to our own mind. We, we, we can lose the ability to be objective. We can be hurting enough and in pain enough and completely freaked out, I guess would be the, the, the phrase for this enough, that we really can't be objective. And I realize as human beings, 
that's really what makes us human beings. There is a point at which we can only take so much stress and it becomes very difficult to hold it together, you know, from a, from a mindfulness standpoint, from an awareness standpoint. But I am here to say that I can speak from a lot of experience having many times in my life where I just didn't think I could hold it all, hold it all together. I just did not think I could go on. And I mean, when I speak of these things, I really, you know, tend to use the word emotional storm. I mean, this is really like being on a very angry sea or a very angry ocean and you just can't get your bearings. I mean, you really kind of lose the ability to be objective and it happens. And so I want to reassure anyone who has recently gone through this or may be going through this. I hope no one that listens to this is. I certainly don't want that for anybody ever. But at the same time, I find that there is a tremendous amount of comfort knowing even if I can't be objective, even if I cannot really pull it together and start paying attention to these thoughts and being able to effectively witness them and realize that they're, you know, what I'm thinking about what I'm, what I'm feeling is not always the truth. And that can be very healing, but I know that if I'm not in the, uh, quote unquote, right mind to be able to do that. And I don't, now that I say that, I want to, I really almost want to take that back because I really don't want to say that there is a right mind or a wrong mind. It's just the mind that we have. And, uh, there's, there's just no way to, you know, improve it, uh, or change it or magically somehow wave a magic wand and get the mind that we want. Um, yeah, that's just been my experiences. And I, when I say we can't improve it, yes, you know, clearly mindfulness practice is the type of practice that can allow our mind to be more clear and more objective. And if the goal is, or if the idea is that we want to be able to have a mind that can cope more effectively with all of the stresses of daily life, then yes, I think that in that case, uh, it, it can certainly make improvements. And I'm using the word improvements rather loosely because I'm not talking about putting the mind on some sort of harsh program and, uh, and, and, you know, really putting, you know, really causing pain. Uh, you know, they always say no pain, no gain. And I understand, I understand that, but at the same time, the idea here isn't to cause, you know, the, the mind any pain. I don't know what benefit there would be of that or from that. So this week I can say, as I really pull all this together, that the most important lessons that I relearned, and I think a lot of lessons that we learn are lessons we have learned before, not all of them, but a lot of cases we relearn them until we don't need to anymore. And there's no judgment applied. I just find that for myself, this is the way that it works. And it was very, very healing for me and very reassuring to know that I have to believe deep in my mind and in my heart, I had, I did have faith that I would be able to get through these difficulties because I, and the reason why I knew that was that I had, I had practiced paying attention to my mind. I had practiced, you know, did it used, utilized different meditative practices so that I know if I know that I have the tools available to calm my mind, it's, you know, it, it is, it's not going to make all the problems go away and it's not going to change the facts of where I find myself. And I realize that sometimes in life there is this, what's referred to, what Buddhists refer to, uh, you know, is, is our karmic, you know, our karmic predicaments. 
we, uh, we, you know, we make certain choices and there's no judgment in this case, looking at it from this lens. It's just, this is where we find ourselves because of previous choices that we have, have that we have made. And so I know that, you know, mindfulness practice is certainly not a magic fix for those things, but I also know that wherever I find myself, even if I have made some sort of decision that wasn't in my own best interest, and this is where I find myself that at the very least, while I can't necessarily magically make the problems that I've created for myself go away, at, at the very least, what I can at least do is I can at least have some level of reassurance or assurance in this case, or I guess it would be reassurance because of the fact that this is something that's happened more than once. Uh, I can know that I have the ability because I practice, not because of any special gift that I have, not because I am any better than anyone else because I'm not, but just the fact that I have engaged in this practice and I, and I've had the experience of being able to know that I have been able to pay attention to the thoughts that I have and to watch them and to learn to witness them and to see them happening as they're happening and know that I don't have to believe them just because I'm the one that's having them. And to me, that's a tremendous, it's a tremendous amount of comfort during the tough times. And I found myself this week when I really was flat on my back, emotionally speaking, that that's all I had. That's really at the end of the day. And to me, when I say that's all I had, that was a lot for me to know that I'd experienced being able to calm my mind and know that I can do it and anyone can do it if they practice that this storm was not going to last forever and thankfully by the end of the week the the storm clouds started you know started dissipating and things got easier and things got lighter and it felt better and I know that due to you know having done this practice and engaged in this practice for a longer period of time that once it got a little easier to do so that I knew that I could begin to start watching those thoughts again. And I will say that most importantly, while there is a temptation to try to figure out, you know, why was I struggling so much? What was it? Uh, You know, I'm not saying that we should never have any curiosity about that or that having curiosity about that is wrong. I think sometimes just by asking that question, uh, without needing to dig around and start a major research project, so to speak, uh, there may be answers. But I find that if there if there are answers that I need to have, and this is just my own from my own experience, if there are answers that I need for why I have struggled so badly in an emotional sense, uh, they will come. If I'm meant to have them, I w- they will come to me. Uh, what I do find though is that if I really get into a deep analysis of this and really struggling to because I I really need to know then that too is just a thought and I can let go of it. I literally can let go of it. And I've, and the more I've experienced not needing the answers always, and I'm not here to advocate a lifestyle of not needing any answers for anything. But what I'm saying is just really keeping it in perspective that sometimes, at least for me and many people that I've spoken with, that sometimes emotions do what they do. And sometimes they're very mysterious and sometimes they're very mystical. And sometimes there's just no way to know. And I find that sometimes not really needing to know and just, you know, the only thing that I do know sometimes is that I can cope. And the only reason I know that is because I have practiced mindful coping. I've actually practiced mindfulness in the moment, in the middle of life, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of those raging sea, in the middle of those raging seas. 
and knowing that I can do it and because I've done it before. And yes, sometimes I may feel like I can't, but I know that if I've done it before, surely when it comes time to practice and to, to be more objective when I possibly can, that I will. And it really is very empowering to know that. And, uh, it makes it much easier when I, the next time that I find myself in a situation where I'm experiencing really difficult emotions and struggling.